And hello, and welcome back to uh, Let This Mind Be In You. Make sure I get myself turned up here in the monitor and get myself turned over to the screen. Here, there I am. Uh, so I had a lot of things going on there right before the, uh, the, pro the broadcast started, so I'm just trying to get everything situated. But that's okay. We're on here live, and um, I'm almost fully recovered. You might be able to tell <clears throat> a little bit in my voice. Uh, you might be able to hear me. Um, sounding a little bit different. Uh, we did run through the flu here in the house, uh, the, and the babies are just now getting over it themselves. So, uh, but praise God for bringing us through that and, uh, all praise and honor and glory to him for that. Um, let me make sure I'm, I'm running up and running here on Facebook. Uh, if you can hear me, if you're watching on Facebook, go ahead and give me a, a big hello, uh, type in something there on the chat. And then uh, we already have a couple brothers already starting to uh, join up here. We also have uh, Sister Lizzie. Hello to you, Sister Lizzie. And, uh, oh, while I can mention it, uh, this is just some behind-the-scenes baseball here. Brother Gabriel, I saw that you um, made a comment on one of my videos, but it doesn't show up. I, the only time I see it is in my... Um, well, I guess it's an app that that helps me run the run the the YouTube program. So I'm not sure if you have commenting allowed turned on or what's going on with all that. Um, I I've tried going over to your channel to see maybe if um, if this maybe something the settings that I can see, but I can't tell uh, on my end. So brother Gabriel, if you're trying to make comments, um, I can see you here on the live chat. Other people can see you. But when you make comments on my on the regular videos under the comments section, it for some reason it just doesn't show up. So if you would please, um, I don't know if there's something you can do about that. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, also maybe if you make your subscriptions uh, public, maybe that will help. I, I I just don't know. Um, I I'm not a a technical wizard when it comes to uh, to YouTube or anything like that uh, by no means. But uh, I saw your name pop up here saying that, that you're here, so I wanted to address you personally right here, right off the bat, that I'm not ignoring your comments. Um, it's just I can't even respond to them uh, because they just don't show up, if that makes any sense to you, on, on, regular, on regular videos after it's already been uh, produced. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. All right, it says my mom is on here. Now I'm going to try something real quick. Yeah, okay. So Brother Gabriel is saying that you wrote test. I did see test, but then you deleted it. Um, so I, I maybe that's what it was, that you, you deleted it right away or something like that. But uh, I did see that it did show up, but then when I went to the actual video, it just didn't show up. So maybe that's what it was. Okay. Um. I see my mom is on here checking in. That's great to see my mom downstairs, actually, right now. She's visiting with us and has been for a while, so that's been great. Hello to you, Mama, downstairs. And let's see, nobody's rogered up in here into the, uh, the Facebook page. I want to make sure that I don't... This is probably going to be loud. Let me see if I can mute that and then try it like that. Okay, I don't see anybody on there. But anyway, so let's get started. Um so all the platforms you are if you if this is your first time, I I don't think I've seen anybody that's on here for the first time. You already know that we're we're podcasting uh as far as the audio versions on pick a place. Just look up let this mind be in you ministries podcast and if that platform that podcast platform has it on there. It'll show up, okay? Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast. Look that up. Also, um, if you notice tonight, uh, this is, I'm, I'm coming to you uh, in, well, it's 1080p, 60 frames a second, and I'm pushing out um, a very high bit rate. So if you are noticing some buffering, because I'm, I'm seeing somebody asking about buffering, if you're seeing some buffering, that's on your end, okay? So try to turn down uh, the, the quality in the live stream or restart it and see if that helps you out. Um, I have some new production equipment. Um, we, I actually, with this uh, a guy at work, we actually built a computer. And uh, it, all it's dedicated for is for video production, okay? And it's more powerful than I possibly could ever 
really use. It's really future-proofed to that extent. So if I am buffering on your end, um, try turning down the quality just a little bit, um, and it might be your internet on your, on your end because I am not dropping any frames. I'm not buffering on my end at all. In fact, I'm pushing out an incredible bitstream um, right now. So I just want to make that since I saw that up in the, in the, uh, in the comments. Okay. And, uh, let's see one more inside kind of baseball kind of stuff. Um, just in a way of, uh, of announcements, God is in control. Okay. I just wanted to say that I, I have complete confidence. I am fully persuaded that, um, I, I, he has not given us a spirit of fear, Christian. Okay. So brothers and sisters out there, if you're, um, kind of getting caught up in whatever you're seeing in media and all this kind of stuff, do me a break. Yeah. Uh, do me a favor. Just take a break. Okay. From it, get, go to the word of God for the comfort. Uh, he has the peace that passes all understanding. So that's, uh, that's the type of life we should lead out as well. Um, let, let people around you see that, uh, you have trust in not man's wisdom, but that, uh, you know, take precautions, of course, and everything like that with all these different sicknesses and things going around. But, you know, God is in control of everything. So take comfort in that, Christian. All right, that's, that's my public surface announcement. Uh, if you can hold all questions uh, to the end. If you'd like to comment back and forth uh, to each other during the stream, um, that's perfectly okay. Uh, just uh, if you do have a question, I may not see it as we're streaming down through here, okay? Uh, let's see. Boop, boop, boop. Let's go ahead and get started, brethren. And um, if you would, turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2. In uh, the first... Uh, chapter of Galatians, we we already uh, the theme, I guess you would say, or the the title of the of the broadcast was "I marvel, I marvel that ye are so soon removed." Um, and we had talked about that, and Paul is continuing the thought here. Okay, in chapter two, uh, remember he said that he didn't confer with anybody, but he went immediately. What it says here, I conferred not with flesh and blood in verse sixteen, neither went I up to Jerusalem, verse seventeen. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter, abode with him 15 days, and saw some other, didn't see any other apostles save for James, the Lord's brother. And then he talks about these things, uh, came to regions of Syria and Sicily, uh, Cilicia. And then when it talks about in verse 1 of Galatians chapter 2, that's where we're at. And we're going to possibly be turning quite a bit. So, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you were raised up on these types of things, but uh, remember the sword drills. Um, sword drills here. So be ready to turn in your Bibles. Okay. Don't be convinced of me. Be convinced of the word of God. Okay. All right. Verse number one, then 14 years. Wow. It's a long time. But after 14 years, then 14 years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also, same Titus, the one he writes a letter to, um, as we see later on. And I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. Now, very first thing I want to do is turn over to Romans chapter 10. Now, we just got done doing Romans. Uh, so this wasn't that long ago where we talked about Romans chapter 10. But look what he says here when he talks about went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles. So that got me thinking, where else does he say that? Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. I, I see that, Gabriel, that uh, it's not buffering for you. That's great. Like I said, sometimes if you start out in the stream on the channel, uh, sometimes it'll buffer on you real bad. So start, uh, maybe try coming out and coming back in. They may help you. All right, Romans chapter 10 and verse number 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Okay, here, so here it is, because it keeps going. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, the death, burial, and resurrection, there it is, for the, uh, for the remission of sins, 
That's 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's the salvation which we preach among the Gentiles. That's the gospel. It's not different. He's just saying it in a different, slightly different way. He's preaching the same thing. Paul's gospel that he was given to usward, the good news, he didn't change that message. So I just want to bring that up again. Now, also, looking back in Galatians chapter 2, in verse number 2, when he says, by any means I should run or had run in vain. And it kind of got me thinking, did Paul here, did Paul doubt the gospel? Did he doubt what he was actually preaching? This is, this is kind of interesting that that's the way he phrases it here. But privately to them that were, uh, which were of reputation or well-known, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. And I got to thinking, I was like, my goodness, does, is Paul actually doubting what he's actually preaching? And I, I don't think so. And here's why. I think what he's doing here, um, he's conferring this message again to them because they were still not getting it. Uh, they, a little bit later on here, they will. But turn over your Bibles to Second Peter chapter 3. This is very interesting to me. It's always been interesting to me how that the uh, the apostles that walked with Jesus Christ still had trouble with this doctrine of grace to the Gentiles. This this gospel is going to the Gentiles. Wow! Even Peter, which we're about to see here, Peter with Cornelius. You know, when God said, "What I've called unclean, call thou or clean, call thou." I'm, I'm butchering that, but paraphrasing, basically, I've called it clean. Don't you call it unclean? Okay, that's that's Michael talk. But Second uh, Peter chapter three, in verse, uh, where do I want to go? Start at fifteen. It says here, an account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you as also in all his epistles, all these letters that Paul was writing, Peter was aware of them. That's why they were spread abroad. Speaking in them of the thing, of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. So even Peter, even things he said, man, it's really hard to understand some of this stuff that Paul's putting out there, but it's of God. They conferred, and I think what Paul is doing here, he's not necessarily doubting. He's not doubting this, but he's confirming in his mind. Um, I don't really know the best way to put this, um, but sometimes I know the answer to a question, okay? I'll know something, but sometimes uh, in the multitude of counselors, you know, there's, there's strength and there's uh, safety, and I think that's what's happening here. The multitude of counselors here, as he goes and he says it, he's assured of it. He's not doubting, but he's asking and getting that confirmation, if that makes any sense to you. Now, I could be totally off on this, um, you know, study it out on your own. But as I was reading through this and studying through this, that's kind of what it made me think of, that he's trying to get confirmation, but he's not doubting, if that makes sense. Um, Another example of this would be John the Baptist. So the account of John the Baptist, you know, again, I'm going to paraphrase because I cannot remember where it's at in the accounts in the Gospels, uh, where he says, art thou he that we're looking for, or do we look for another? I don't necessarily think that John the Baptist, again, was, was doubting, but what he was doing was confirming in his mind because he knew he was about ready to get his head removed, okay? And that's not a, that's, when you ask those types of questions, it's not that you're doubting, but you're getting that confirmation and that, that helps with, with the, with the soul. And, uh, I hope that makes a little bit of sense to you. And I just want to, as you're reading that for a help to you, as it was a help to me to kind of understand it in that way, that Paul was not doubting that he's running in this race in vain, so to speak. But that, you know, I'm confirming that I'm not running this race in vain. Paul knew he was, he's already being beaten and, and thrown in prison. And he, he does get shipwrecked. I don't, I don't know about this, at this point in time is he, if he's been stoned to death yet. But, you know, 
Paul was living a persecuted life, okay? And so, again, I don't think he was doubting the gospel which he, we, which he preached to the Gentiles, but he was confirming it not only in his heart, but it was also, you know, when you ask leading questions, so to speak, where you're saying, hey, this is true, and, and put it out there. Don't you guys, it, do you guys believe this is true? And even those things that they thought, oh, me, that's really hard to be understood. But yes, you know, this, this is of God. I think that's what was happening. He was confirming it in their minds as well, in their hearts. So anyways, um, I need to move this mic. Here we go. Look at uh, verse 3. Let's go back to Galatians chapter 2 and verse 3. But neither Titus, uh, look at this. <laughs> this is so interesting. But neither Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. This tells me that they were doing this to uh, Greeks, Gentiles that were becoming saved and, and entering to this church here uh, at Jerusalem. And it seems like to me that they were like, "Oh, you know, now you need to be you need to be circumcised." Because remember, remember, in order to be a proselyte Jew, uh, if you were a Gentile and you wanted to have the faith of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you wanted to come in under the law of Moses, just like the, the Ethiopian eunuch and others that were proselyte, you had to live as a Jew, which this was one of the requirements, be circumcised in the flesh. And so they were continuing on with these things, and Paul was really trying to root out all this, this Judaism. And by the way, before we get too rough on them, uh, don't we? I think we get pharisaical and Judaizers and to some certain extent every once in a while. Um, unknowingly, sometimes in our zeal, we, you know, oh, you know, you got to make sure you do that. Wait a minute now. It could be necessarily a, a good thing, but just let's be careful. Let's be careful with that in, in, in our judgment of these, these early people. Now, we are going to get in judgment of these next, these next people because Paul is. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, this is what he writes. All right. Verse number four. And that because, here it is, it keeps going, of false brethren unawares brought in, who came in privily to spy out our, out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. Keeps going. To whom we gave place by subjection. No, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Verse four here. False brethren. Okay, so is there such a thing as somebody that is false? Yes. But again, how do we know? So again, we have to go to the Bible for our answers. It's not in our feelings on a, on, a, on a certain individual, okay? Be careful the way your feelings will take you, okay? You're like, well, in my, in my heart, I really don't think that this, is, this brethren is a, a true brethren. He may not be, but let's be really careful. Let's see the the test that Paul is about ready to bring in here that he can say unequivocally that these are false brethren. Okay, let's look. We notice first here uh, that they brought, trying to bring people into bondage. Okay, that's the first thing. So if you have somebody that's within your group, uh, within your area, within your sphere of people uh, that you are around on a day-to-day -day basis, and they try to bring you into the bondage of the law, that could be your first example. And by that, I mean the, the, the ones that talk about, well, you got to clean up your life totally, make the Lord the Lord of your life completely, then you can come to him in, in salvation. Well, again, that's works-based salvation because it's you're, you're cleaning up your own life and coming to him. Justification happens at that moment. Sanctification is a lifelong process of the Holy Spirit working on you, okay? So with that being said, let's just be very, 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 very careful with this, all right? But we see here, uh, let's turn over, let's uh, look at some other times these false brethren are making their, their appearance here. In Acts chapter 15. And just to show you that Paul deals with them quite a bit. Acts chapter 15 and verse number 1. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot 
be saved. Beware of false brethren who come in saying, unless you do X, Y, and Z, if you do this, if you have to work this and do, make sure you got these works in it right and you do this work and this work, and then you can be saved. That's what these guys are doing. That's a false brethren. Well, no, no, no. I'm not trying to bring works into it now. No, 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 no. The enticing words, you know, be gone. We're going to see that here in a second, how Paul deals with this. But the point is, is that anybody that tries to bring you into bondage, subjection to the law, except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. False brethren. Here's another one. Romans chapter 8. Oh, excuse me, in that very same chapter uh, of uh, uh, Acts 15, verse number 24. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your soul, saying ye must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we gave no such commandment. Uh, So be careful with those. The ones that say, well, you know, the, what is it, the, you can live in sinless perfection here on this life, on this earth. Uh, no, you still have this body of flesh, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, those are them, again, that are very strong indicators of a false brethren. Paul's pointing them out. Romans chapter 8, let's keep going. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 15. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 15, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. If anybody's trying to bring you into, again, this spirit of bondage again to fear, like, well, you know, you're not quite working hard enough there. I don't think that, uh, no, you're not saved yet. Be careful. Okay? Be careful. There is such thing as living a sanctified life. Absolutely. There is a changed life that happens at salvation. You have to because you're a new creature. So there will be, but there still be a tendency for somebody to have to learn. And they learn at different paces, at different levels, so to speak, in different pace. There is carnal Christians galore. Paul calls them that in, in Corinth and said that you're yet carnal. They're babes in Christ. And even those that had been saved for a while, they were still babes in Christ. He had desire to give them even more meat, and they can't even take it. So just let's remember, the theme of the chapter of Galatians is grace. So remember that, grace with each other, patience with each other, because the God of patience, as we saw in Romans 15, has been patient with us, and such were some of you. We were babes in Christ. And for me to even think that I'm past this toddler stage is, is pretentious on my point, on my part. I have, not, man, the Lord is still working on me. It's a sanctification. It's a daily thing. We'll see that die daily, crucified with Christ, recognizing who we are and understanding that later on. But just be careful of those that try to bring you under that bondage of fear. Verse number five. Look how Paul deals with them. Paul says, to whom he gave place by subjection, meaning uh, did not even yield. They didn't budge an inch, so to speak. No, not for an hour that the truth of the gospel might continue in you. If you're going to contend for something, okay? Now, I understand there's doctrines that we do need to contend for. Please don't take this statement the wrong way. However, if you're going to contend really contend, don't give anybody an inch, it's on the gospel of salvation here, Uh, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Okay? That is what you should be ready to give an answer to every man, the hope that lies within you, okay? That is something that you can contend for. At the same time, give grace for some people that may be uh, mixed up, been taught incorrectly. And again, every time I'm saying give, I'm looking at myself. That's why I have this monitor directly right in front of me. Okay. All right. But did not even yield for an hour. Verse number six, but of these who seem to be somewhat, 
whatsoever they were, uh, it maketh no matter to me. God accepteth no man's person. For they who seemed to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. I, I got the impression here, and that's the reason why I read it that way, that Paul was like, I, I don't care who you are, who you think you are. You're not going to. You're not going to uh, subvert or make the gospel to none effect. Okay, you're not going to bring that uh, that nonsense. Okay, essentially is what he's saying. So they gave me the impression of maybe even Nicolaitans, even though maybe false brethren, even in leadership type offices. Uh, you know, you know, bishops and deacons and so forth and so on, that still, they are not beyond, they are not being beyond just because of what uh, office that they hold, um, they are not beyond reproving, okay, through the word of God, you know. I'm sorry, they're not. With that being said, even the Bible gives how we're to even do that. So let's just, this is what, this is the beautiful uh, nature of the body of Christ. We're all no respecter of persons, okay? Christ is all in all. And that's what it said. God accepteth no man's person. No, will not. And I said, well, maybe they're Nicolaitans. Maybe they're even false brethren. Maybe, but look at what they saw in verse 7 through 9. And, and do, especially when Peter, James, and John get involved, those that walk with Christ. Look at verse 7. But contrary wise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision, or the Gentile, was committed unto me, as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter, so seemed like there was, Seems like to me that there's at this point in time that there's slightly different gospels being preached. We're scratching the surface. I'm not going into that right now, but it seems that way. Or this is just what uh, that Peter was able to relate to the Jew, uh, to the Jews, and Paul was re- able to relate more to the Gentiles. I just don't know. Um, but that's a different study for a different day. For he that wrought effectually in Peter. To the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me towards the Gentiles. That's the Holy Spirit. That was God called them to do this. And when James, Cephas, which is Peter, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, that we should go unto the heathen, and they unto the circumcision. So it was almost like all these guys are in the room and they're kind of saying this and saying that and like, Oh, I don't know about all this, but Peter, James and John stood up and said, Nope, we can see this. We see Christ in Paul, Christ in us, the hope of glory. We see that he has been called to the Gentiles. So what a great ending to the story. Close your Bibles and let's, let's go on. No Bible continues on here right after this happens. This is so amazing to me. The next thing happens. Uh, it says in verse 10 there, though, only they would, that we should remember the poor, the same which I also was forwarded to do. Uh, this could be poor as in like money wise, uh, but it could be talking about the saints there in Jerusalem. Um, they did take up collections in these Gentile churches uh, uh, all throughout different places. I forget it was, yeah, it's in Romans uh, where he says, the, given the necessity of the saints, there was other places that I believe in. I believe in Cor- uh, Corinth, where they also received that money for those saints there in Jerusalem that were poor. They had they couldn't work. The Jewish uh, authorities there had said, "No, you're not working. You're one of those Christ followers." They were they were starving. Remember, they had everything in common just to try to stay alive. And uh, these Gentile churches, and I think that's what this is talking about here. <clears throat> so obviously, poor in uh, material needs, uh, but it's just describing the nature of their condition there in Jerusalem. Verse number 11, but when Peter was come to Antioch, so Peter is now coming back this way, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. This is right after it seems like 
For before that certain came from James, and meaning there was James was there in Jerusalem. Uh, I believe I can't remember where the account is where it talks about him pastoring or the bishop uh, overseeing there in in Jerusalem. Uh, this is James same here, but he did eat with the Gentiles. So before those men came from James, Peter was eating with the Gentiles, not a problem. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. Whoa. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. We looked at that up before when we were in Romans 12, 9, the only other time this is used. It simply means hypocrisy. Saying one thing to Paul's face and acting a certain way in front of these Gentiles here and like, wow, you know, you guys got the grace of God and boy, so thrilled in my soul that uh, the Lord has made possible for you to have salvation and this, that, and the other thing. And oh, here comes some Gen- uh, Jews from uh, Jerusalem. Uh, I don't even know who you guys are. I'm not going to sit at your table. You know, that kind of uh, an attitude. And uh, you see Peter got wrapped up in this attitude. Um, and But before that, even that, look who else gets wrapped up. And Barnabas got caught up too. Right there in verse number 13, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. The same Barnabas that was traveling around with Paul and seeing these, these Gentiles getting saved and established there in these local bodies of believers. Even Barnabas got caught up. My point is, is beware of this, brothers and sisters, because we do the same thing. Remember, the Lord is not respecter of persons. A brother in Christ is a brother in Christ. A sister in Christ is a sister in Christ. Um, you know, if you're going to act one way around them and be all friends with them, but as soon as some of these other friends from this other body of believers starts coming along, that you're like, ooh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, this is this guy over here. I don't, I don't really know him all that much. And come on, what kind of attitude is that? Okay, what kind of spirit is that within you? Well, it's the same spirit that came up within Peter and Barnabas. So don't think we're too uh, arrived that we won't do it. Well, we never do anything like that. Okay, be careful about that. Verse number 14, yes, we see Paul's rebuke here. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, excuse me one second. I said unto Peter before them all, if thou, being a Jew, livest after the manner of Gentiles, basically, you know, eating meat, you know, that normally Jews weren't allowed to eat, um, I can think of, especially when Peter was the one that God said, don't call anything unclean that I've called clean, speaking of uh, metaphorically of the Gentiles, but also of the, that food there that was available now in this dispensation. <laughs> and, and here he is already uh, saying, oh, uh, thou being a Jew, livest after the manner of Gentiles, basically, you know, maybe wearing the Gentiles clothes and you know, taking on some of their customs and their and their culture and, uh, you know, eating some of the meats that they were to eat, and not as do the Jews, why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? Again, he got caught up in this same attitude, the same attitude of trying to bring people back over here to the subjection of the law. Hey, Gentile, that's great you got saved. However, maybe he wasn't to the point, Peter was not preaching the, you know, uh, you can't even be saved unless you do this. He Maybe he wasn't to that point, but he was saying, no, you know, it, it is best that if you come over here and now live as Jews do. And Paul withstood him to the face about that. We, this is Paul speaking, who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified. There it is. By the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Now, uh, 
let's go ahead and stop right there for a second and turn over to Romans chapter 3. I'm going to keep going back to Romans on a, a few times. Speaking about this, Romans chapter 3 and verse number 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Again, we keep bringing this up, but the the law is the schoolmaster. And we're going to see that here uh, shortly. But the law is the schoolmaster that brings us to that knowledge. Not that, you know... And not the knowledge of, oh, yeah, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad necessarily. Yes, there is that element to it, but also that you cannot keep the law. And then you're like, oh, if I have to do all this stuff in order to be righteous in front of a holy, righteous God, I can't do all this stuff. Oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? There's the schoolmaster teaching you the lesson you need to learn. You cannot keep the law. One man, God in flesh, did. He took on the form of a servant. He humbled himself and took on that form of a servant. He lived 33 and a half sinless years. Uh, He was tempted in all like manner as we are yet without sin. God in flesh did. That's why he died. That's why he was the perfect sacrifice for you. He was the lamb that was slain for you. The perfect sacrifice. The one that could keep the law because he wrote it. He died for you, but he didn't stay dead. Three days and three nights later, he came up out of that grave victorious over death. So not only are you saved, you have that salvation, but you have the hope of the resurrection now. Um, Colossians says he made a show of them openly, death and hell. We will never die. This flesh may die, but our soul and spirit will live on. And then one day, the glorious hope of our salvation that's that resurrection the first resurrection the resurrection where we'll never die again body soul and spirit will be redeemed finally that is the blessed hope that we're looking for when we're caught up when we're caught up and we which are alive and remain are caught up but the dead in christ shall rise first and put on incorruption finally amen and amen to that But that's what it's talking about there. That is about the law, what it's supposed to do. Galatians, uh, back here, Galatians chapter 2 and verse 17. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. That is why anybody tells you you can live a sinlessly perfect life in this life now in order to be saved is lying to you and you're to not give them an inch. Because in this flesh, you're going to sin all the time, but you are bringing yourself back into subjection. It's not Jesus Christ in you. That part's been redeemed, brothers and sisters. It says here, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we are justified by Christ. We ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin, God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. When you come to the, you destroy your own self-righteousness, you understand that ugh, there's in me is no good thing. I cannot keep this law. There's the schoolmaster giving you the lesson. You just are destroyed. You come to Christ as a broken, repentant sinner. And he gives that salvation there. This is what Paul was preaching. But if you build again on those things, you can sin again. You still are sinning. You're you're living this life. We try not to, but that's the sanctification. Trying to live a spirit-led, spirit-filled walk in order for us not to, but we, we do. But I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. And look at this. Uh, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. I, we're going to get to this in, in a couple weeks, but I just want to bring this up right now. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Christ is the one that did it. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. See, Christ doesn't bring you back into that bondage again. You bring yourself back into that bondage, that yoke of bondage. 
I was living in those, I was living in that kind of a sinful bondage that I placed myself in for years. You see, Christ was patient with me, working on me. You know, I had to get whoopings, I guess is the best way I can say it. Um, but it was the the crushing of the Holy Spirit in my life. Every time I would be at those places I wasn't supposed to be at, doing those things I wasn't supposed to be doing, I, in in me, everything in me as far as my flesh side was like, yeah, but the Spirit in me was pricking me. Ooh. And I knew it. And But I was bringing myself into that bondage. That's what Paul's talking about here. But realize here also that we need to be held, we need to be mortifying dying daily crucifying ourselves again crucifying our own will into his will that we would live a sanctified life look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 13 we'll go back over there again Romans chapter 8 I'm just about hit the mark Thank you, Lord. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 13. For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. You live that type of life. I don't care if you're a Christian or not. God's going to take you home. He's not going to allow one of his ambassadors to live that type of way in this foreign land that we live in and not do something about it. And you can really damage your body by living that way. I think of this virus that's spreading throughout the earth. You know, they talk about old people, that are, but it's also people that... Uh, smoke a lot. They have compromised lungs and, and, and the respiratory systems already. So it gets into the respiratory system and kills them. Well, you know, you're kind of living after the flesh, you know, you don't need to be putting that garbage into yourself. So now there's a little bit of repercussions that come in through that. If you're doing that, by the way, I used to dip, I used to smoke. Yes, I'll admit it to you. Okay. I'm not proud of that, but I had to give those things up. Okay, I had to, because I don't want to live after the flesh. Ye shall die, but if ye through the Spirit, see, living a Spirit-filled, Spirit-led life, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. You'll live a longer life, okay, live in God's way, okay, a cleaner life. You will live a, ha- a healthier, happier life if you do things God's way. That's what it's saying there. And then lastly, in Colossians chapter 3. Again, things that we've covered before, but I just want to hit them back up again. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5. Ephesians, Philippians. My Bible's sticking together. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 5. It says, mortify again. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, so forth, so forth, and so on. We still have those things in our life. And it also says here, because we were once in that darkness, we are no longer in subjection to that, but we place ourselves back into subjection when it says, in which, in the which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them. See, it's impossible to live in them anymore. And what I mean by that, you cannot be back into that bondage of sin. You cannot lose your salvation, as we'll see here to wrap up here with eternal security. Verse number 20 of Galatians chapter 2, and then we'll make some time here for some questions and answers. All right, Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. See, this is not upon our righteousness, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, Paul is even saying, I still have this flesh, okay? When you want to talk about a great Christian example to live like, on this earth, even he struggled. I do not frustrate the grace of God for it is righteousness come by the law. Then Christ is dead in vain. And I just wanted to bring up a a few verses here about eternal security. Of course, Hebrews chapter six and verse six essentially is talking about that. If, even if it were possible for instructions in righteousness, um, in Hebrews there for us, even if it were possible, you can't crucify Christ again. You can't lose your salvation. You make the cross of none effect, is what it's talking about here. Christ is dead in vain if you can just, well, I'm, I'm just, I'll just walk away. I, I, can, I can lose my salvation. No, it's eternal. And, of course, John chapter 6 and verse 27, 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 22, 
the most famous examples or the best examples, I would say, though, Ephesians 1, verse 13, and Ephesians 4 and verse 30. These are well known if you've uh, read your Bible, but a couple pages over in, in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 13, in whom you also trusted. This is speaking of trusting in Christ, in whom you also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. Okay, he bought you. You're the purchased possession. Uh, the earnest, an earnest payment is already made that down payment. Him dying on the cross has sealed you. His spirit is in you, has sealed you until the day of redemption. Okay, he's already made the earnest payment. Uh, he's not, he's not getting, he's not uh, returning that, that possession. Okay, God's not losing you. In Ephesians 4 and verse 30, a couple pages over there, and it says here, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. When somebody tells you you can lose your salvation, Ask them the question, when is the day of redemption? You know, because until that day, we're sealed by the Holy Spirit. So when is the day of redemption? And I believe that's when our body, soul, and spirit are redeemed and we're in heaven and it's too late then. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we've won because he paid the price. Okay. Not through works of righteousness that we have done, but his. So do not frustrate, verse number 21, the grace of God. So if you're looking at false brethren everywhere and you're trying to, uh, trying to figure this out, look, just go to what the Word of God says. The Bible has an answer for every question. I'm not sure if this guy is false or not. What's he preaching about salvation? Okay? That's what you, what you got to do. If they're mixed up, they're mixed up, and, they'll, and the Spirit will work on them. If they're dogmatic and they're like, no, works are required for salvation, well, that's a false brother. And that's what Paul's example is, okay? So that's all we have to go on is the Word of God. All right. Oh, I did pretty good. We got about 10 minutes, and I'm going to get a drink of water here, and I'm going to bring something up here. Let's see if it works. Uh... While I get my coffee in this hand. Oh, got to see the, uh, wait a minute. We got to see the uh, the sticker. Oh, yeah, it's okay right here. Okay, here we go. Oh, no. Oh, well. That's what I get for trying to show the sticker. Anyways. All right, so um, I'm going to try to work this out to see if this will work here. Uh, boom. Okay, it did. It did work. And now let me see if I can do this. I spilled my coffee. I'm not happy. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, we'll be okay. All right. Let's see here. I spilled my coffee. Uh, I'm not really happy about that, but I think everything's okay. Well, it'll be all right. Um, but if you can see that, I can bring up some of the comments here on uh, the chat. I wonder if I can move up and down and see if I can see those back. Mm, I'm moving them, and nothing's happening. Well, that does happen. I thought maybe that would work, but it, apparently it doesn't. I'm trying a new little thing here. And it just didn't work. So let's go back to the other screen. I thought that would work. And it looks like I can only see what comes in at the at the last little bit. So, oh, uh, I had a question. I, I don't think he's still on here, but I got an email question from Brother Logan, and I'm trying to see. I, I doubt he's still on here, but that's that's all right. Okay. I'm back over here on Facebook to see if that uh, if that worked out. I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna set this aside just for a minute so it can dry off.
Okay, if I have to, I can uh, I can go to my sword app here on my my computer. I don't wonder why that slipped. Oh well, it acted really weird. Maybe because I was I was fooling around a little bit. Anyways, here's the stickers. They're still available. If you want to uh, text me or uh, email me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com, I'll send you one of these if you want to give me your address. If you don't, um, I have no other way of doing that. Um, but uh, only if you feel comfortable with doing that, I'll send you one gratis for my es Espanol crowd. Mm. All right. Let's see if we have any questions here. And again, if you could preface it with a with a question, go ahead and leave that. Uh, and if you sent one earlier and I just didn't see it, go ahead and type it in again real quick and then put it down there. Oh, goodness. All right. I don't see any questions. And I had this, this spill that happened. I think that's a first. I think I've spilled a little bit of water before, though. Yeah, I think I have. That's okay. If this was on radio, you guys wouldn't even notice what happened. So, so those that are listening to the podcast, nothing happened. <laughs> All right. All righty here. Da, 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 da. Um, again, if you have another question, I'm trying to remember... I don't think Brother Logan is um, on here. If Brother Logan, if you're on here, I'm going to try to bring up your question. I may not be able to get to it tonight, though. He's asking um, about the dispensation of the fullness of times, which you'll see in Ephesians. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 10. And uh, let's bring that up real quick on my sword app. So we can read it straight from here. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 10. And it says here uh, and that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth, even in him. And his question is basically, what is this gathering? I, I'm taking it. Um, but he, he's referring to saying that this is the second coming of Christ. Um, remember, there's a difference. Uh, there's the catching away of the uh, before the time of Jacob's trouble, and then there's the second coming, or what people would label the second coming of Christ. Uh, I, I know we've talked about that before, that some have a problem with that because Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh and so forth and so on. Um, but... Uh, to, to use a common term that everybody would understand the second advent or the, the second coming of Christ when, when Jesus Christ comes in power and glory and sets up his thousand-year reign here on this earth. Um, and he says that he doesn't think that that's what this is talking about here, and but what could this be uh, referring to? And I think this really, to me, when it talks about the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. I think, uh, what is it where the verse that says the uh, Gentiles come in? Fullness, is it the, says the fullness of the Gentiles or it says something to that effect? Mm. Uh yeah, in Romans, we just covered it in Romans 11, where it says, For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you, uh, you should be wise in your own conceit, that blindness in part has happened to Israel, meaning that they still can be saved, but in part, meaning as a nation, uh, to Israel, until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. I think maybe this is still referring to Ephesians 1, if that makes any sense. Uh, Brother Logan, I hope you're, uh, you're on here. If you're not, um, that's the best thing that I can, that I'm pretty much understanding that to be um, there in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1, and then referencing that again with, um, referencing that again with uh, Romans chapter 11. So, 
the fullness of the Gentiles, the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth. So again, you know, the dead in Christ shall rise first. They're, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord, you know, the soul, spirit, the body's laying in the ground. Uh, and then that's reunited with the incorruptible, uh, the new body that he gives us and uh, at the catching away. Potentially, that's what I'm, as, as of right now, I'm willing to obviously be taught. Um, I'm not the authority uh, in this, but um, as just from studying that question out, that's sort of where I'm, I'm at right there. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, All right, so I hope, Brother Logan, you end up watching that portion of there, but um, I hope that's a help to you, okay? All right, I'm over here on, on Facebook now, and I'm not seeing any comments. Uh, I've seen a few people have come and gone and uh, potentially are not here right now. Maybe you are. Maybe you're still watching here on Facebook. If you've made it all the way through here on Facebook, uh, I appreciate you. Uh, you can always go back and watch it again on the 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 page the, on the Facebook page. Let this mind be in you ministries. Just look that up on Facebook if that is what you would like to do. If you're not a Facebook person, I totally get it. I understand. No problem. Um, so. Well, I'm definitely going to remember Galatians chapter 2. Uh, I hope you do. <laughs> the coffee incident of 2020. Um, but uh, I'm definitely going to remember that. And let this mind be in you, brothers and sisters. Remember, don't frustrate grace. And as I've mentioned before, the grace is not, it doesn't stop at the moment of salvation. Um, now we are to live and have that mind of Christ. That grace that was poured out on you that was given to you such awesomeness, you know, the old uh, saying, God's riches at Christ's expense, that grace that was given to us, okay, through his work on the cross, through his death, his burial, his resurrection, what is provided for us, let's not forget about that. Were it not for grace, where would I be? And I'm not singing. My voice is really shot tonight, so <laughs> that's not happening again. <laughs> and somebody's. Uh, Hey, there's Brother Tim talking about the Facebook. Yeah. Brother Tim's got a Facebook page, though. So if you want to go check that out, it's AVBTM Evangelist something. You know, just look that up, and you should find his page. Uh, he posts some videos on there sometimes, so go check that out. There's the, there's the commercial portion. Tim, you don't owe me any money, though. I've been praying for you, though, brother. Um, I, I pray that uh, your interview went well today. Um, and that if it's God's will, you'd be surrendered to his will and that God would make that very clear and apparent to you. And I, and I pray that he does, um, concerning that interview that you had. All right, brothers and sisters in Christ, it is coming up right now on an hour. And if there's no more comments or questions, nobody wants to post anything real quick. Uh, we'll go ahead and call it a night. Facebook, one more chance. Facebook. Nope. YouTube. YouTube. Again, let me show this again. I can only see the bottom. I can only see the bottom portion. But if you want to look at some of those past, I don't know why I can't scroll up, though. I think it's because I need to bring it up on my actual computer, which, again, praise the Lord that I have a computer that can handle all this stuff now, and it doesn't threatened to blow up on me like my old computer does. Now my computer, my old computer is used for my wife's photography um, because she can really pare it down and it can, it's, it's a perfect for that. So God has repurposed that for her and um, we're thankful for that. Um, if you know, if you have the know-how or if you want to actually take the time to do it, you can save yourself a bunch of money by building your own computer. I was always nervous to do that kind of stuff, but a, a guy at work really helped me out quite a bit, and I you know, have him to thank for that. Uh, but the cost 
for the amount of computer I have now, which is I have 32 gigs of RAM. This is some geek talk we're going to have right here at the end of the uh, at the end of the broadcast here. But I have 32 gigs of RAM. I have a ninth generation processor. I have a dedicated graphics card and all these other kinds of things, these bells and whistles. Um, everything that I could get, let's just say on like a professional Mac, uh, iMac or something like that for way more, almost 10, well, seven or eight times more than what I paid for, um, purchasing the, the material to do this. Um, so, you know, 32 gigs of Ram. I don't have any problems. This, this computer is basically, I don't game, but it's set up for, guys that run these really elaborate, I, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't video game, not that I have a problem with it, um, but uh, it's for those elaborate kind of stuff and for them to stream those up to YouTube and Twitch and all those other different things. And, uh, and so it's more than I'll ever need, but um, I shouldn't have to buy another computer for a long time. And if I, something goes wrong with it, I pull that component out and I can replace it essentially. So I uh, got to be frugal um, and very uh, efficient with the money God has given me, and um, I don't want to waste it. And uh, so self-funded here, uh, I'd hardly ever bring up my, uh, my PayPal page. I figure if somebody thinks that I have a need, God's going to lay it on their heart, and they're just going to give to it, and I, I don't ever stress it. Um, so... That's enough geeking out. That's uh, that's in fact, that's all the words that I really know. And it's because I heard the guy that helped me build this thing. He's he used those words a lot, and I'm just like, yeah, 32 gigs of RAM. Yeah, I know what that means. I really don't. <laughs> I just know that I can process and stuff. And my computer usage here on um, OBS would say uh, something like 50 percent, which you're not supposed to really run your computer at. That's why I said it would be hot and really running at max capacity. And I was really paring everything down. This one currently is at 1.7% of my computer usage. <laughs> this, this computer is way, way more powerful um, with that. So I don't know why I brought that up other than the fact that I got a, I got a computer. And God is good. And he's in control. And I'm not worried about viruses. We got over the flu, which thank the Lord for that. Um, but Christian, we, we are not part of this world. We are just passing through, so to speak, as the song says, we're ambassadors in a foreign land. So be a good ambassador. What kind of, what does it show if we're, we're the ones that are out there just, oh, freaking out. Come on. He has not given us a spirit of fear. Okay. Don't place yourself in that bondage of fear. Ooh. Heaven's our home. Okay. Now, I'm not saying to go live dangerously and, you know, I don't know, for lack of a better word, go lick a pole that has COVID-19 on it or something. That, that doesn't, don't do that, okay? Um, by all means, you know, wash your hands. You know, all the stuff you've been taught since you were a young, young person. Uh, do all those things. Try to be that because even though as a healthy human being, uh, it may not affect you, there are uh, brothers and sisters and, and those out there that are in poor health. And that, that it could. So I just want to bring that up again. It's a public service announcement. I'm not a doctor. I just notice every time I turn on some news or the radio will turn on and it's all everybody's talking about. Understandable. But Christian, live a different life. Let them see Christ in you. Remember, Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. His spirit that is within all of us now should be shining out saying, look, Look, if you're that scared about eternity, I have the answer. I once was scared where I was going to spend eternity. Not anymore. That is the light that should be shining. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to give an answer to every man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. So Brother Tim is saying, or no, this is Sister Lizzie said, time to run a trailer and fill it with toilet paper. Yeah, it's weird. Toilet paper. That seems to be the thing. Uh -huh. 
Well, anyways, let's go ahead and wrap it up before I get myself in trouble. Uh, <laughs> I could get worked up. That's a, this is not a political show or, or any of that kind of stuff. No, it, it, but the isn't it beautiful that God's word, which is over there drying <laughs> right now, <laughs> I spilled coffee on. I'm so mad at myself. Um, but um, God's word has the answer for all of life's problems. And you have that. Don't keep it to yourself. Go out with grace this this afternoon, wherever you're at in the world. Every time you see this, let it remind you. Let this mind be in you. He had patience with people. He had the mind, the spirit of Christ. We have the spirit of Christ in us. Go out and tell somebody today about the Savior, the grace. Don't frustrate it. Just give it. Were it not for grace, where would we be? That's it for tonight. Thank you for joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You. Uh, Join me next time, next Thursday, Lord willing. It will be in Galatians chapter 3, talking about, oh, foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you. Uh, Some powerful language there. But Paul is really given an admonition in Galatians chapter 3. And uh, I look forward to that. I look forward to seeing you. Tell all your friends about this this ministry. Um, I'm not trying to self-promote. But I really want to push people to the Word of God, the King James Bible for the English-speaking people, the Word of God. His perfect holy word has the answers for you, Christian, and has the answers for those that are lost, that are seeking, because he's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. Have a great night. And um, I pray that I'll see you on here next Thursday, if not sooner, if a video pops up. I may push out another video. Who knows? Love you in the Lord. Have a great night, and uh, God bless.